Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy! Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. Oh, that's right. Lots coming at you today. Welcome into the Matlock Show. I am Matlock, your host. Got an update. On this seven-year-old transgender boy that his mother wants to do uh, gender reassignment, we're going to talk about that. Um, we've got new GOP polling. We've got a memo out that says everything you know about politics and polling and all the numbers you're seeing everywhere sucks. Um, we're going to talk about this uh, storming of the skiff. We're going to talk about the whistleblower. We're going to talk about Ukraine. And we're going to talk about dancing with the stars. Now, I made some people mad today on the television show on one of my opinions, but you know what? It's my opinion, and I'm entitled to my opinion, and some of the things I'm seeing irritate me. They, they, they irritate me when I see them, and you know, as an American who pays a lot of taxes, I really wish our government did a better job. I really do. I really wish they did a better job with the money that we give them. Uh, this segment brought to you by PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. Get over to PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. They're going to get rid of some activation fees. Uh, they'll buy you out of your contract. They'll give you great customer service, but you'll get a great product. Get a great cell phone, great cell phone plan through PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. But what they really do why you should go over there and spend your money with them is because they take a little bit of that money and they give it to conservative causes that you and I believe. They don't give it to Planned Parenthood. They don't give it to these, these people who want to take away your Second Amendment. They don't give it to these people who want open borders. They give it to the people who are doing the work that you and I are fighting every day for. You know, the NRAs, the pro-lifes people out there, the women's councils, the empowered Texans, they're giving your money to these people who are making a difference. Head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. Use that because that's my handle. That's how I get paid. And uh, get yourself a new cell phone, new cell phone service. Do it now. Patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. All right. So yesterday, I let you behind the door of a little more of Matt Locke. And it's no secret here. I, 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 I said this on the television show today. I, I feel like the podcast is a more intimate setting 
to talk about my personal life because that's you know it's who I am good bad or ugly I mean you don't hear a lot of radio people talk about their lives and I'm you know I, I do it because I'm just like you I talk about my struggles I, I I talk about things that affect me I talk about my children and how much I fought for them um, next week I'm up in Indiana I fly out Tuesday I'm in court on Wednesday to get some things figured out just found out some big news in my life today that is quite shocking but I'm sure I'll get over it and in time I'll let you know what that is but I'm like you you know I, I have things that affect me personally I have a life and I have experiences and I, I this kind of stuff hits close to home for me because I spent years fighting to see my children. I spent years in family court fighting just to be their dads, just to be their dad. You know, and I, you can ask my wife, you can ask my friends. I tell stories that you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe. And I don't say a lot of them on here because I'm sure that either my ex-wife or her attorney or someone on that side's listening, which is fine. But you have to be careful what you say because, you know, I, I don't want to get sued. I want to sit here and do some stuff. But, you know, I have stories that you, they would knock your socks off. And, and, and so I say all that because that's just who I am. That's my story. That's my background. And I share it with you because I want you, you know, understand that, you know, I'm just like you. I just love being on this microphone. I love talking about politics, and I'm very passionate about what I do. But I, I covered yesterday, and I'm not going to go deep into this, um, that jury who decided against the dad seeking to block the seven-year-old son from uh, gender transition. If you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, you need to go back and listen to it because it was fantastic. I spent 30 minutes discussing this story yesterday, um, my personal experiences with it and all that stuff. First of all, the kid's seven. He doesn't know shit. Secondly, he needs his parents to guide him, and his mother's a pediatrician, which is just damn scary, because for those of you in Flint, Indiana, a pediatrician is a doctor of children. It's scary that she has a license to actually administer health care to children when she's screwing up her own son's life. And why not the other son? You know, somebody asked me a really good question on the TV show today, and they said, you know, why not the other son? Because there's twins, Jude and uh, James. Jude doesn't seem to be transitioning to a girl. But James does. Why? So those are all things you got to take into account. Um, according to that report I talked to you about yesterday, a consensus of 11 of 12 jurors decided that the current joint parentship over the twins and the boy's father and mother should be replaced by sole custody of the children. So they're trying to carve the father out of any rights to his children. That's, that, that's what that means. If you know it, I have joint custody of my children. So I get to, and you wouldn't know it when they grew up and all the stuff that happened in my life, but you know, my ex-wife was supposed to consult me on any doctor's visits, any schooling, and uh, there was three things that I, she had to actually talk with me before she could make a decision. Now, she had physical custody of them. They lived with her. They did not live with me, which I tried to get, and that's a whole other story, Um but we had joint legal custody, which just meant that I had a say in what happened with my children. And I really didn't, by the way. The family court made sure I didn't have that. And then, of course, you know the story. The judge allowed my children at 14 and 16 to say, go screw you. I'm not living with dad, and I don't want to see you again, so stay out of my life kind of stuff. And I'm so much more knowledgeable than you are, dad, parent. 
experienced it all. But anyway, so there's an update to the story today. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because James Younger, hashtag protect James Younger, Governor Greg Abbott down here in the great state of Texas has decided he's going to get into this fight. Now, I said it on the television program today, and I'm going to say it to you now. Is this a good deal? I mean, do you think this is the right move for Governor Greg Abbott, the government, to jump in the middle of this uh, this family dispute? Because you'd like to think, I mean, I would like to believe that there's some kind of fairness, that there's some kind of compassion, that there's some kind of willingness in family court to follow the law. Now, I know it doesn't happen. I mean, I've gotten into dust-ups with the judge, Monty Brown, guy's a moron. Don't care if he knows. He doesn't like me in court either, but he's my judge. He's an actual Republican too, but he's fake. And as soon as he's up for re-election, I'm going to help his competitor. But they don't follow the law. I mean, I, I, can, I, can, I can tell you many instances of where the judge, in my case, did not follow the law at all and just allowed my ex-wife to do whatever her little heart desired, even if it did not follow the law. So, you know, I know from experience that family court isn't always about following the law. So now we have Governor Greg Abbott wading into this deal. So I want to hear your thoughts because I've got a few, but I want to hear your thoughts. At Real Matlock on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. You can find me at the Cartel Matt on Facebook. Or, hey, I've got a new email address, by the way. I'm setting some stuff up. I might as well use it because I'm trying to do some marketing and whatnot. So my new email address is Matt, my name, M-A-T-T, at thematlockshow.com. How about that? It's kind of it's kind of saucy, ain't it? It's kind of sexy. Matt at thematlockshow.com. That's my new email address. So if you want to email me, Matt at thematlockshow.com, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear from you. But. What do you think? You know, are we at a point? Because I'm going to tell you, I find it sad that we are now at a point where the governor has to step in and say, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a seven-year-old boy with a mother who's a pediatrician who has convinced a court that this seven-year-old should start gender reassignment therapy. You know what that means, right? They're going to start giving this poor kid at eight years old hormones to change him, to change his overall makeup. Now, mind you, they're not going to get the whole amount of testosterone out of him because he's a boy. He's got testicles. I mean, he's got all the parts of a boy. He acts like a boy around dad, which that makes them all mad too. But in the end, you can only do so much. I mean, they're going to try to give him hormone therapy and change him into a girl and all that. I mean, is this going to damage this kid for the rest of his life? And I want you to think about this for a second. Any of you out there, any of you out there, Matt at the MattLockShow.com email now or at RealMattLock. Have any of you stood by a decision you made when you were seven years old? Or do you remember? Seriously. Seven years old, you're about what? First, second grade, maybe tops. I cut my finger off in the second grade. I was eight. That's the only, about the only thing I remember about the second grade other than I had a big crush on Valerie Applin. Cute little girl. She broke my crayon. Um, Those are the two things I remember from being eight years old. Seriously. I don't remember any decisions I made. 
I don't remember anything that stuck with me over the next 38 years. I mean, I don't remember any of that. This poor kid, they're trying to let him live by a decision he's going to make at eight years old, seven years old. I mean, is that not the is that not the dumbest parenting you've? I, I mean, seriously, we. I'd love to hear from any of you who've had a seven year old. I mean, seven year olds don't know Jack. I mean, you barely know how to spell your name. You're just now learning to read. I mean, you're not. You don't know much, but yet here we are. So, I think it's sad. I think it's sad the governor had to get involved. I think it's sad that the family court couldn't solve this problem on their own. And I really think it's sad that we had 11 out of 12 jurors and a judge believe it was okay for a seven-year-old to make that decision. Have, Have we lost the ability to reason? I've got this situation going on in my life, and I'm not going to fill you in yet, but it all stems from the fact that my ex-wife was just a friend to our daughter instead of a parent. And of course, I got my daughter taken out of the home, so I didn't get to have any say in it. I didn't get to help parent. I didn't help set any guidelines. But when you're a friend to your children and not an authority, it never works out well. It never works out well. And of course, I'm dealing with this issue right now and it will be fine. Don't worry. I mean, there's nothing wrong, but I'm just dealing with an issue because mom didn't want to be mom. Mom wanted to be best friend. Mom wanted to be liked. You know, I hate to say this, but you parents out there understand this. We're not our kids' best friends. We can't be. We have to be teachers. We have to be role models. We have to be heroes. We have to be doctors and nurses to take care of their boo-boos. We have to play all kinds of different roles, but we do that when we decide that we're ready to have children, right? But yet we're giving up those roles. Well, actually, not so much giving up as the fact that society and culture is overriding knowledgeable thinking. You know, I can tell you as a young man, I spent many a days in the principal's office, bent over grabbing my ankles, getting paddled because I was a halion. Discipline. We've lost discipline in this country. We've lost the ability to discipline our children. I was scared to death. I was a divorced dad. I wouldn't spank my kids because I was scared to death that my ex-wife would call Child Protective Services on me and have my children taken away. So I couldn't spank them now. I'd put them in timeouts. I'd do other things. Believe me, I disciplined my kids. It's probably one of the biggest reasons why they wanted to stop coming. I made them mind. I made them respect and mind and to guide them in their learning of being children. So it's going to be interesting. I just wanted to to hit on that. Governor Greg Abbott's jumped in. Um, They're reviewing the case. It says uh, they announced a review of the case by top officials, even as all involved await a a court ruling that is supposed to happen today. Now, we'll see what happens. Well, you know, I hate the government jumping into anything, but in this case, it might be the best thing because the family court won't do its job. I I just don't know. I'd love to hear your responses at Real Matt Locke on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Parler, uh, Cartel Matt, Facebook, and of course, Matt at thematlockshow.com is my new email. But Let's get to impeachment, shall we? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna change gears. Uh, do me a great big favor. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. I'm drinking it this morning. I'm kind of a little, I, I think I have allergies. I just, 
I'm I'm just a tick off. Not that I'm not normally a tick off. Let's just let's just put that in perspective. But I'm just a tick. I've had the last three days. I've had literally zero energy, and my head's been full of crap. And it's been a struggle to get in on this microphone and be me. It it, it has. I still do it. I never, you know, I'm very fortunate of the fact that God gave me an amazing voice. And I'm not saying that to be anything other than my voice, I never lose it. I'm deaf. I have a very strong voice. And the more tired my voice gets, almost the better it sounds gets more deep, it gets in that deeper register, it gets a little more gravelly. Um, but I've never lost my voice. I mean, I've been blessed with that. Um, so I can come in here and do the show. I can come in here and, and give you the lowdown and, and do the Matlock show, even when I'm not 100%. I mean, I remember I did a show on the blaze. We went out to Vegas for shot show a couple of years ago. It was like January of 18. And uh, I got sicker than hell. I mean, I very seldom get sick. I've been sick. That's the one time I can remember being sick in the past probably 10 years. I very, very seldom get sick. So I went out to SHOT Show, was out there and, and did, the, did the show from SHOT Show and whatnot, and had to fly back on a Friday to do the conservative cartel on the Blaze Saturday morning. I got sick Thursday night in Vegas. I mean, sick, sick. Because I was supposed to have date night with my wife in Vegas. She was out there, and Ron was out there, and and his wife was there. And I was supposed to have date night Thursday night because Friday we were all flying back to be home for Saturday's show for the Blaze and whatnot. I laid in bed from Thursday night till pretty much Friday afternoon. I didn't move. Sweats, you know, high temperature, the whole deal. Got on a plane out of McCarran, flew back to Dallas, died that night, got up, did the conservative cartel, and I can tell you today, I can't tell you a thing I talked about on that show. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. I did a show, and so right after that show, I remember I told Ron, I said, I'm going to go see if I've got the flu, because I feel like I have the flu, and I went to the urgent care, the care plus, or whatever it was, and I'm like, yep, you got the flu, take this, and I remember I stayed in bed from Friday afternoon all the way through Monday morning, I did not move. I mean, I was just done, but I did the show. So I don't miss shows. I just don't. I don't miss them unless I'm dead. So if you don't get a Matlock show, you know I'm dead. How about that? That That's going to be your key. All right. So Scars and Stripes Coffee. That's what I was going to say. I should. I, I don't know why the world I got off on that tangent. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. S-C-A-R-S. Scars and, scarsandstripescoffee.com. Ask them Scars and Stripes. I'm going to wet my whistle with it. It's fantastic. My good buddy over there, Zach Brown, the man, not the man. You can head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. You can empower a veteran, but you can get really great coffee. You can get really great coffee. It's really great coffee. Get over there and check it out. It's an e-commerce platform for all these veterans that allows them to be entrepreneurs. They're giving these veterans missions. I love those guys. Go buy their coffee. Go do it now. I'm telling you. Go buy the coffee. There's a link up on my website, thematlockshow.com. You can go to scarsandstripes.com. Or scarsandstripescoffee.com. Do it now. All right. So, story out. And this is, I find this interesting. I covered this on the television show today. Um, I'm going to get more in depth here with it. 
I just didn't have a lot of time on the TV show. And I get about 12 minutes a segment. So, and I only get four of those. But uh, impeachment is backfiring. Now, I'm going to get into... Uh, these two stories are kind of connected, so I'm going to go throughout this. Um, that group of House Republicans who supposedly rushed the skiff, the sensitive compartmented information facility. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, there's a story. It says impeachment backfiring. GOP polling memo shows public turning against Democrat efforts to oust Trump. So my whole point in the television show today was what do we believe? Seriously, what do you and I believe? Because any poll can say just about anything you want it to say based on the people that you poll, right? I mean, based on the people that I poll, I can get stuff to say pretty much what I want it to say. And hence the reason you see a Fox News poll come out 51% of people who are for impeaching the president. Okay. So you've got that. You, 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 you've got this deal where all of a sudden everybody's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. That, that, that's Fox news. Oh my God. Fox news. Well, Fox news pulled 48% Democrats when in actuality there isn't 48% Democrats. It's about 38% and about 35% Republican and about 30% independent. So when you really look at all of it, they just over, they oversampled Democrats. That's all they did. And then they got the results that they wanted. So what are we to believe? That's my question. What are we to believe? Because now I'm being told, you're being told, we're sitting here talking about it today. We hear there's a GOP memo. And supposedly... This memo shows independent voters nationwide in mass oppose impeachment by the tune of 54% to only 34% who are in favor. Now, Fox is telling you 51% are in favor. This is saying 34. How can there be that big of a discrepancy? Seriously. And then on top of that, quote, we have seen public polling drastically undersample independent voters which is one of the many reasons for so much incorrect public data over the past month, the memo explains, regarding the disparity between internal GOP numbers and public polling from news organizations and polling institutions. What's more, internal RNC polling data, according to this memo, shows Democrats have lost support among their own base significantly in just the past week. Support among Democrats for the ridiculous attempt to remove the president from office is down 10 points in the past week. Among all voters, the memo says support for impeachment has dropped in the past week by 5%, a remarkable shift against the Democrats in just one week, while the president's support levels have increased across the board, especially among Republicans with whom he enjoys a 90% approval rating. That is huge. Now, we know that to be true. I mean, he pulls very well with the Republicans. So the memo notes that the RNC is closely tracking impeachment support and opposition with its own sophisticated polling method, which is more accurate than public polling. Is it? How is it more accurate? So here's what the RNC says. 
The RNC is tracking support for impeachment on a weekly basis using our sophisticated, battle-tested voter score program. Sounds fancy, right? The internal polling data showing impeachment failing comes towards the end of the broader page-and-a-half memo, which explains why the public polling is so different from what the RNC is finding. These unreliable public surveys range from a recent Gallup survey to a recent Fox News poll and others that somehow suggest impeachment supporters on the rise since Democrats moved forward with it a month ago, when in fact, it is not. Quote, over the past month, many news outlets have published polls regarding the impeachment inquiry with highly inconsistent and inaccurate methodologies that lead to inaccurate top-line results. The memo opens. This memo seeks to break down the methodology in recent release polls and provide insight into what to watch out for in these releases, especially when compared to the RNC's proven internal polling. We took a lot, we took a look at three common issues with the recent public polling we found. Under the memo's first subheading, flawed sampling methodology. The RNC memo explains that both Gallup and Fox News were incorrect because they use methods that do not produce accurate results. The Gallup survey, for instance, pulled just adults, not registered or likely voters, meaning that people who are ineligible to vote, like illegal aliens, could be included in the survey. I want you to think about that. Because if you are surveying just adults, and if you are surveying illegal aliens, what do you think they're going to vote for? What do you think they're going to do? Because most, unfortunately, and, and I hate to generalize, but I'm sure I'm probably pretty close to being right. I'm assuming most illegal aliens want they, they, they want the handouts. You know, they came here for the handouts. They came here for America. Now, there may be some hardworking ones. They, no, don't get me wrong. But they're still here illegally by breaking the law. Right? So as we watch this, it's pretty easy to probably assume that if it's just adults, how many are even voting? How many even care? Any of them? None of them? One of them? I mean, those are the questions you have to ask, right? So it says many of the, of the re recently released public polls don't poll registered or ideally likely voters. They poll adults, often not even verifying that they're eligible voters. The RNC memo continues, for instance. The recent Gallup poll released last week that fielded from October 1st through the 13th admitted that they surveyed 1,526 adults, 18 plus, living in the U.S. This does not mean these people are even eligible voters, much less registered or likely. Now, the RNC memo says the Fox News poll, which has come under fire from both sides, including its fellow news corporation publication, the New York Post, used a flawed sample gathering method called Random digit dialing. Sounds like something you would do at the club, right? Get some digits, which is outdated and unreliable at best. Says similarly, 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 so I never can say that word. Similarly, the recent Fox News poll that was from October 6th through the 8th, while they intended to survey registered voters, they used a wildly outdated method methodology to do so. Random digit dialing. The RNC memo continues, with this methodology, there is no way to ensure that the voters contacted are actually registered voters. 
much like with self-reported vote intention, voters lie when asked about self-reported voter registration. And many more do not know if they are registered to vote at all. Under the next subheading, Bad Partisan Split, the RNC memo rips the Fox News poll again for its inaccuracies as well as the recent Pew survey. Many of the recent polls released used a wildly inaccurate partisan split, the memo said. For the most egregious example, this is the Fox News one. It, 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 was, it was from October 6th through the 8th. The self-identified party breakdown of the poll was 48% Democrat, 40% Republican, and 12 Independent. In this poll, the high number of Democrats and the low percentage of Independents drive support for impeachment. As for the Pew poll, is even worse than the Fox News poll. Looking at another recent poll that Pew released from October 1st through the 13th, we see a similar issue with the partisan split, the memo says. This survey counted 1,942 of the respondents as Democrat or lean Democrat out of 3,487. That's a 56% sampling of Democrats which is a significantly higher percentage of self-identifying Democrats than in representatives of the national electorate. The next subheading, historically inaccurate, jabs again at Fox, Pew, and Gallup, while also ripping Survey USA. If the flawed methodology, this cycle, this cycle weren't enough, many of these pollsters do not have a strong track record, the RNC memo says. For example, Fox News in 16 projected that Hillary Clinton would win the popular vote by plus 4%. Additionally, Pew, who also released a recent poll, projected Clinton would win the popular vote by 6%, which was four points off the actual result. <laughs> Another one, Survey USA, who just recently released a wildly flawed poll, projected that Clinton would win the popular vote by 10 points, a result of eight points off from the actual result. An even worse offender, Gallup, starting at the beginning of October of 16, just flat out refused to pull the head-to-head -head matchup in the presidential race. So th that's my whole point here is I'm sitting here talking about all this. What do we believe? I mean, seriously. You know, you you, you listen to me. You, you, you listen to my show. You know, we talk about this stuff. I mean, it, it's interesting, right? What, what, what do we believe? Seriously, what, what do we believe? Who do we believe? What information should we believe? What polls should we believe? And you look at this and, I, and you say to yourself, I mean, common sense says that these polls are off. I mean, they just said it. Look, I mean, if the polls were right, Hillary Clinton would be president of the United States, right? I mean, that's what they told all of us on election night. Hillary Clinton was going to run away with this thing. It was a landslide. It wasn't going to be close. She, you know, she was a 98% chance of winning the presidency and uh, she's not the president. Who are you to believe? And, and once again, does the RNC's Republican National Committee have an ulterior motive? Are we to believe that? I can tell you from experience that uh, there aren't a lot of conservatives in the RNC. There just aren't. There aren't a lot of conservatives up on Capitol Hill. Who is running the poll? Where are they getting their data? Because Brad Parscale keeps saying stuff about this. How does Brad Parscale know? He is the uh, digital marketing guy for the Trump campaign. I mean, Trump's got some smart people around him. How does Parscale know these numbers, right? It's just literally, it's a crapshoot. We don't know. It's just what you're willing 
to believe. And we're living in a time today where a lot of people are willing to believe a lot of things. That's the craziness about it, right? Anyway, so I'll leave that to you. I mean, I tend to believe that the polls are skewed. I tend to believe from just talking to people, um, knowing, discussing, experience, I would say the polls are off on the left. I don't believe 51% of people in this country want the president impeached. I just don't. I don't believe that. I find it hard to believe. And I'm watching this stuff all go on now, this coup, everything we're seeing. I think people are getting mad. But I want to get to this next article because I want to talk about this. But before I do, head over to thematlockshow.com. Click on that Verb Forever link. You guys, by the way, thank you for all of you who have ordered CBD oil, first off, because I get paid. And I get my first check, and it's a nice one. Thank you. I enjoy money. I'm a capitalist. But the nice thing is, it's a great product. I mean, you can use it for anxiety, aches and pains, seizures, inflammation, um, all kinds of different stuff. It works. It works. I mean, I have talked to veterans who come back from deployment, who have been overseas, who are diagnosed with all of these things at the VA clinic. They walk out of there with 10, 12, 15, 20 pills. They start taking CBD oil, and it's like their pills evaporate. I know several guys who have told me to my face, Matt, I was taking 15 pills a day. Now that I'm on CBD oil, I take like two, three. It works. And we've got the cream that you can rub on your achy parts. I have that, my back, my knee, my elbow. That is fantastic. And we've got some other stuff coming out, which is really cool. There's some other stuff coming out. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag yet. But if you get over to thematlockshow.com, you click on that Verb Forever link, you can use Verb 50, V-E-R-V-E 50. You'll get 50% off your initial order if you're a first-time buyer. That's amazing, by the way. You're getting 50% off that product. And if you order $100 or more, you're going to get free shipping in the continental United States. Now, if you're not a first-time buyer, if you're a frequent flyer, you can use Verve 25, V-E-R-V-E 25. Save 25% today. Do it now. Get over to thematlockshow.com. Get that Verve forever. Get that CBD oil. Try it out. It works. And you guys, thank you. Thank you to all of you who have ordered underneath my link. It's fantastic. I saw my report yesterday. Thank you so much. Keep that stuff up. I like money. And on top of all that, if you would do me just a huge favor, sign up for the for the newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter. All you got to do is go over to thematlockshow.com. Give me your email address. I'm not going to spam you. I've sent out two newsletters now, August and September. I'll be working on October's here soon. It'll probably come out about the first week in November. But it just gives you the happenings and the what-ifs and the what-behinds that are going on here at the Matlock Show. So sign up for that newsletter. It's free. It's free. It's easy. And it gives you information you just don't get here. All right. So I want to get into this. Got about, uh, about 25 minutes here. I'm going to spend some substantial time on this. I talked about this in the television show, and it pissed some, I, don't, I shouldn't say it pissed people off. I shouldn't say that because it, it, people question. Now, look, sometimes I will not say the things you think I'm going to say. I don't like the fact that all of these Republicans decided that they were going to barge into this meeting. I think it's political theater. I don't like it. I think their time is better spent doing something legally to stop it. You know, doing some, bring up, 
do something. Bring up Schiff on charges. Uh, start, you know, I said this in the TV show. Trump at one point, about, I don't know, five, six, seven months ago, said, you know what? If you're going to sit there and you're endlessly going to investigate me, I will use the Senate to investigate you. Where you at, Lindsey Graham? I think this has gotten out of hand. I think the left is culpable in all of this. I think shift is ridiculous. I think Nancy Pelosi is a fraud. I don't think they have the votes, but I just don't believe it's the right thing to go barging into this meeting and make some kind of big scene. I I, I just don't. Now that didn't that didn't go over well with people on the television show, but I'm sorry. That's how I feel. I'm so I'm so tired of the theatrics of politics. We pay these people entirely too much money to not be doing their job. And now I'm seeing a report today from Matt London. I want you to think about this. I'm going to I'm going to go back and forth here. I'm going to give you plenty of time. Headline, Pelosi could abandon an impeachment effort. Legal analysis predicts she may. Democrats may end up walking away from their effort to impeach President Donald Trump, predicted Doug Burns, who is a former federal prosecutor in the criminal division of the Eastern District of New York and a practicing attorney. Um, Burns said that the elephant in the room is that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi opted to not ask the full House of Representatives to vote on the question of opening a formal impeachment inquiry into President Trump. Instead, Pelosi announced that an impeachment inquiry had begun, breaking precedent regarding these proceedings. Quote, you don't have to be a rocket scientist or an MIT professor to know that they didn't do a vote because they didn't want to have Democratic House members stand up in districts that were against it and have to vote for it adding that some moderate Democrats are hesitant to declare their support for impeachment, which is true. He predicted that Democrats will eventually just abandon the impeachment push. He says, quote, I think they're going to come out and say, we do not want to put the American public through this type of debacle. However, of course, it's fully warranted. (laughs) Now, see, I don't completely agree with that. I I said this in my show yesterday. I'm going to say it today. I said it on TV. I think the Democrats don't have any choice. You know, they've got nothing to run on. Let's set the table here. Their candidates suck. I mean, they suck. You got Bernie Sanders, who's having a heart attack. You've got Joe Biden, who's sleepy and can't remember what state he's in. You got Elizabeth Warren, who just lies about everything, including being pregnant, losing jobs, and her Native American heritage and all that crap. I mean, you really have flawed candidates on the left. I mean, that's that's your first problem. The second problem is the left is currently trying to hide the crimes they committed by blaming them on Trump. If they continue with, here's the thing. If Nancy Pelosi actually held a vote for impeachment, it would backfire on the left because then the right would be able to call witnesses. They'd be able to rebut. They'd be able to to give information and evidence. It would be an absolute nightmare for the left, and they know it. So they're never going to get to a vote. Rob Eno talked about it this morning on Twitter. He's absolutely right. They're never going to get to a vote because they can't. But they have to keep their followers ginned up. They've got to keep these people who are not in the know, who are these lemmings, who are these liberals, who hate the bad orange man, 
They have to keep those people ginned up because they need their vote come 2020. Now, I read an article yesterday where they said, you know, this could backfire on them if it turns out that everything they're saying isn't true. Yeah, and they're worried about that. So guess what? They're not going to abandon it. They're just going to run it through 2020. This is going to be their 2020 strategy. Now, the problem with all of this is the left needs to pick a candidate. And this story is overshadowing the Democrat primary. So it's not allowing, and at some point, these politicians, these candidates on the left are going to start saying, well, you know, you're, you're taking all the air out of the room. You're taking the air out of my balloon. I need to get out in front of people. They need to know what I stand for. And I think this is a way too, honestly, that they all can come out and kind of uh, congeal around to get on board with the fact that they want Trump impeached. It's a talking point, and it helps them, and it continues to help them because they believe that if they keep telling us that Trump's a moron, that Trump needs to be impeached, that he's a criminal and everything else, that that actually helps them. And in the end, it hurts them because you and I both know that the Democrats are the ones committing the crimes. We both know Hillary Clinton destroyed 33,000 emails. We both know that the left was trying to do a silent coup on President Trump. And we all know the crimes they committed in this deal with Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, the Global Initiative, getting money from overseas people, you know, Fusion GPS, steel. We know it all. And we know they politicized the intelligence agencies. So I said today on the television show, to get back to this article, I don't like how the Republicans are handling this. I don't like it. Looks like theater to me. That was my first, my initial blush was okay, here you have 30 Republicans who, what do you want to do? Are, are, are you trying to, who are you trying to focus on, right? If you listen to my show, if you listen to Rush, if you listen to Hannity, Levin, you know what's going on, right? So you don't need 30 Republicans rushing into a skiff, a sensitive compartmented information facility, to make a point. What do we need? What do we do? What is the right course of action? Because all this did was it got in the news media. House Democrats impeachment inquiry resume Wednesday afternoon after around two dozen Republicans brought proceedings to a screeching halt earlier in the day by storming into a closed door deposition with a senior defense department official. The deposition with Laura Cooper, who has overseen Ukraine policy, was underway again, Fox has learned. Additionally, Fox News is told the Defense Department tried to block Cooper from appearing for the deposition at all, but that Cooper ultimately decided to comply with a subpoena from the House Intelligence Committee. It was a letter, not a subpoena, but that's okay. Representative Mark Meadows told Fox News Cooper was a credible and honest witness. Now, Republicans say they took this dramatic step because this inquiry hasn't been transparent, which we know is the case. And Democrats are selectively leaking the information they want us to know. And what we do know is that Adam Schiff for brains then fled with the witness when it happened. So what 
really happened. And now the left's out there and the media has picked it up because the left's like, oh my God, all these Republicans came into the skiff with their cell phones and they've compromised national security. No. Now, do I like the fact that they did this now? They went into this sensitive compartmented information facility with their cell phones. Um, by the way, these people are idiots. There is nothing classified being discussed. That's what's, so, that's what's so mind-boggling of all of this. These are literally just depositions from an attorney getting their statements. This isn't classified information. This isn't nation. This isn't national secrecy or security. But what's the left out doing today? They play the media. Oh my God! All these people—they walked in, they had their cell phones, and oh my gosh, national security's been blown. Benny Thompson, Democrat, chairs the Homeland Security Committee, wrote to the House Sergeant at Arms late Wednesday to demand action with respect to the members involved in the breach and to urge. House-wide action to remind all members about the dangers of such reckless action and the potential national security risk of such behavior. Quote, this stunt from House Republicans is designed to intimidate people from revealing the truth, hardly the hallmark of a democracy. It's outrageous but not surprising behavior, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said in a statement. Um, here's my take. Here's my hot take on this. It just gives the left more ammo. It just gives the left more ammo. What, what did you succeed in doing? You got on the news. We know. I mean, you and I are smart people, right? We're, we're smart people. Listen to this program. You know the left is dishonest. You know they're working in secrecy. You know that. What, what, what can we do legally? You know, when, when are people going to start being held accountable for what they're doing. When is, okay, the Senate or when are people going to say, you know what, that's something you cannot do. And there are ramifications to your actions. Now, mind you, don't get this, don't get me wrong. And I was, I was trying to tell people on the television show today, don't get me wrong. I like the fact that the Republicans are finally starting to stand up. I wish they would do it in the Senate. Are there better ways to do it? I don't know. I don't know the climate up on Capitol Hill. I just don't. I'm not up there. I only hear what I hear, right? I only can talk to you about what they tell me. But it, it, to me, it just comes off as so phony and so theatrical to get this kind of stuff done. There just has to be a better way to do it, I would hope. You know, if we're at the point now where we're rushing skiffs and acting like idiots and we're watching this, maybe we need maybe we need a designated survivor. Remember that show with uh, Kiefer Sutherland where someone bombs the whole chamber on a uh, national speech and he's the designated survivor and he has to start all over with the government. I mean, I don't want anybody, don't take this wrong. I don't want anybody to die up on Capitol Hill. This is not a threat, but maybe we need to start over. <laughs> maybe we just need to start over because these people are not in it for us. They're not. And I sit here and I see these secondhand parlor tricks and it irritates me because, you know, I pay my government a lot of money and I know you do too. I pay a lot in taxes every year. And I think to myself, what a colossal effing waste of money. Because I watch these idiots do the things that they do, and I sit there and I think to myself, God, I could do better things with my money than they're doing right now. 
And then I see shenanigans like this, and it really kind of irritates me. I irritated some people today, but, you know, that's just my opinion. This is strictly my opinion, and there has to be a better way to go about this. All right, so I wanted to switch, switch gears here. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. CombatFlipFlops.com. Use Lock25. I know it's not flip-flop weather, but they got merchandise over there. They help uh, educate Afghanistan women. It's a great program. Griff and uh, Lee over there are good friends of mine. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. Use Lock25, L-O-C-K-E. Get 25% off today. Do it now. Um, Donald Trump. Questioned yesterday the sudden disappearance of the anonymous whistleblower. He said, where's the whistleblower? Put that on Twitter. The anonymous whistleblower and his accusations against the president was the focus of the Democrats and the establishment media for weeks until it was learned House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff for Brains had, had contact with him prior to filing his complaint. Trump says, where's the whistleblower? The do-nothing Dems case is dead. The identity of the whistleblower remains hidden from the public. Democrats have vowed to protect the identity of the whistleblower, but Republicans question whether or not the person even meets the criteria of what a whistleblower would be. I call him a leaker. Um, quote, there is no whistleblower, Paul Gosart wrote on Twitter Wednesday. There's a leaker who illegally released information. Calling a traitor a whistleblower does not make it so. I agree. But you notice there's been no whistleblower, and there was a second whistleblower that we, we literally have not heard about anymore, because now what are they doing? What are they doing? They're holding these secret meetings. They're trying to get all of this stuff, all this information, you know, so that uh, they don't need the whistleblower. So Trump's right. Once again, Trump's pushing buttons because once again, where did the whistleblower go? You know, and I, and I found it interesting because Schiff came out, I don't know, about a week ago and said, well, the whistleblower, you know, is concerned for safety of his life. He's getting death threats. From who? He's anonymous. Nobody knows who he is. How does someone who you don't know, how do you send a death threat to someone you don't know? But here we are. You know, we know we've got a kangaroo court here. It goes right back to this this skiff deal, this, this whole theatrics that are going on. At some point, at some point, I've said this, and I, and I want to believe this. I mean, this is my belief here. Let me, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole with you really quick because I say this all the time. Trump pushes the narrative, right? Here he is today. Where's the whistleblower? He's pushing the narrative, right? He's pushing this. He's doing this. He's trying to combat the mainstream fake news because they don't report on any news and they sure as in the hell don't tell you the truth, right? Here we are, no whistleblower. Here we are in a coup, and who's setting on all the information? Donald Trump. Donald Trump can declassify anything he sees fit. That's what the president can do. And I've told you from time eternal that politics is all about timing, right? You can't drop bombs. Unfortunately, this is the ridiculousness that we now live in. You can't drop a bomb now knowing we're 12 and a half months out of an election. It would be fizzled out in a two or three days. And if you're going to drop a nuclear bomb, 
You've got to do it at the precisely right time with the most damage to the left. I hate to say this, but it's true. So in my mind, I see all this chintzery. I see all this theater. I see all these games being played well knowing that Trump has the info. Knowing that Trump has all the goods, when is he gonna when is he gonna let us see them? Because once again, politics is all about timing. And I'm telling you, hold on to your hats, boys and girls, because this next 12 months is going to be a crazy ride. I mean, you saw the left blow up yesterday over a stupid word called lynching. Lynch. You know, I'm going to tell you, African-Americans do not own the word lynching. They don't. But Trump knows what to do. Trump knows how to piss these people off. He knows how to push their buttons, and he does. And you want to talk about pushing buttons? Final, final thing I'm going to talk about here is I got about six minutes. Liberals are losing their minds over a television show. <laughs> now, I don't watch these reality TV shows. I don't, I, I don't care to watch them. I don't, I'm not entertained by it. Uh, my wife loves Big Brother. She watches that crap. Um, I don't. She's entertained by it. Okay. I don't like that reality stuff. But Sean Spicer, remember Sean Spicer, the former press secretary, Sean Spicer? Um, he's on Dancing with the Stars. And of course, the left lost their minds when it was announced that he was one of the people on it. Now, I know a little bit about Dancing with the Stars. I watched several um, YouTube videos of Spicer dancing. Uh, he's not good. I mean, he's a five foot five white dude. He's got very little rhythm. And he's not that good. But Dancing with the Stars isn't a dancing competition anymore. It's just like anything in life. It's a popularity contest. Because every week, you and I get to pick up our cell phones, and we get to call in and vote for who we like. It has nothing to do with dancing. I mean, think about it. All these people on the left think that we've all of a sudden become dance judges. That we're going to call in to Dancing with the Stars and say, oh, yeah, that, that mambo. <sighs> That salsa they did, that 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 cha-cha, oh, it was technically sweet. We're never going to say that because, first of all, we don't care. Secondly, we want to be entertained. And third, all the Republicans are saying F you left, and it's funny because heavy hitter on Twitter says, really wish those ugly racists would stop voting for that five-foot-five can't-dance-for-shit clown. <laughs> They're pissed. Democrats are pissed because Spicer is getting votes. Chris Duh, the racist added again, saving Sean Spicer and booting off people who deserve to be there. Do they deserve to be there? I, I mean, you know, do they deserve it? They're there for entertainment. Others decry conservatives for supposedly rigging the show to own the libs. The fact that a train wreck like Sean Spicer has yet to even be in the bottom two on Dancing with the Stars should be the wake-up call America needs to vote in 2020. So now we've made it political. One Twitter user wrote, adding, conservatives will stop at nothing to own the libs. They will vote in droves. Don't let them destroy your country for four more years. No, we love our country and you don't. Now, I want to talk to you because I talked about this on the television show today. We just got done talking about polls, right? 
about numbers and how people feel and how they can be manipulated and all that stuff. I want you to think about this for one second, this Dancing with the Stars. Because Sean Spicer sucks as a dancer. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He's probably a nice guy. I've never met him. I, I would suck. I'm 6'5", 260, 255-ish. I mean, I would be a terrible dancer. I've got no rhythm. But here's the thing that you have to understand that's going on right now with Dancing with the Stars. Conservatives are voting. This is better than any poll we will ever get. Now, are there some conservatives out there saying F you? Of course there are. Are they voting because they want to stick it to the left? Of course they are. Of course they are. It's exactly what they're doing. Now, here's the thing. The funny thing about all of this is how, how, <laughs> why does the left care? Why does the left care if Sean Spicer is doing well on Dancing with the Stars? Because the left controls Hollywood. The left controls culture. And they're pissed because guess what? They're seeing you, the silent majority, take over their culture. Sean Spicer fans, you caused this. If everyone watching the show would vote for actual talent and not make it about a popularity contest, this would never happen. Do better, please. It's a television show. And it is a popularity contest because you can get on your daggone phone and you can vote multiple times for the same person. I mean, give me a damn break, you big crybabies. You know, liberals cry about everything. They're pissed off all the damn time. And you want to talk about dictatorship? I mean, I think it's funny. They say to you that Trump is this dictator. Who's dictating now? Oh, my God. Look at that. If you guys really voted for talent, then you would give me, 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 me. I feel, man, you took a, oh, my God. They do it all the time. The left does this all the time. And then another person, Sean Spicer, still being on Dancing with the Stars is disgraceful. He should be ashamed. Of what? But like the rest of the magettes, MAGA with the TS, he has no shame. The user added, purportedly using maggots, as short for maggots, M-A-G-A, MAGA, T-S, maggots, as short for Maggots, M-A-G-G-O-T-S, just caught a glimpse of Sean Spicer on Dancing with the Stars, and now I feel like vomiting up my lunch. Then don't watch. Isn't that amazing? The left will sit there and rail about everything. They'll tell you what you should and should not watch. Just change the effing channel. That's what I do. If I don't like a show, I literally change the channel. I stop watching it. I go somewhere else. But you notice what the left does. They don't want to change the channel. They want to burn you down. They want to make sure you're as miserable as they are. They could, I mean, it is so funny to watch. And Reince Priebus says, love these lives melting down because it, Sean Spicer keeps surviving. Maybe it's because people are actually voting for him. And that, my friends, is the silent majority. You should give yourself a pat on the back because that's a poll that I can believe in. Yeah, it's a stupid dancing show on ABC. And ABC's probably loving it because they're making a crap ton of money because there's more eyes on the program. So they can sell their advertising for more dollars, which is capitalism. God bless America.
And God bless, God bless, it's amazing. God bless, you know, all of this stuff. It's so crazy to watch what is actually happening today and what is going on in our in in our politics and everything else. That it's just that is the true polling that we are watching today. All right, guys, we've gotten to the end of it. We've gotten to the end of it. One hour, conservative greatness coming on. I mean, I can't get any better than this. Uh, tomorrow's beer for brunch. Make sure you tune in. Me and party foul Steve, we're going to have another local brew. We're going to be talking man stuff. We might scratch our balls, act like men, show some toxic masculinity. Hell, we might even burp. So you should tune in. Find me at Real Matt Lock on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. The Cartel Matt on Facebook. And my new, my new email, Matt at thematlockshow.com. All right, guys. The Matt Lock Show for today is out. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Introducing the Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited 5% back on everything you buy at Walmart online. It's the perfect card for all your family's hints this holiday season. Like 5% back on the air fryer Grandpa told you about when he fell asleep in his chair. Mm, Didn't fry anything. Or 5% back on the laptop your sister had carolers sing to you. The Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart Online. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One NA.